You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Now the vet is here. That is Pete Weatherburn from Bray Vet. Old Connor in Bray. And uh, Pete writes for local papers. You see him on TV3 and he's all over the place. Except for when he's talking veterinary. And he's going to talk to us today about a story that's in the mirror, first of all, Pete, about all these spiders. Simply, as far as I can gather, somebody ordered lots of spiders, put them all into a house and abandoned the house and just left all the spiders in the house. It's a bit bizarre, isn't it? Is that is that the gist of it? Well, it seems that what happened was there was an abandoned house and and somebody... Um, that The man who, um, who had been in the house contacted experts and and uh, when, he vac- when he vacated the property and told them that he'd left some spiders there. And when people went to check out the house, they found over a hundred um, to- poisonous, like deadly type of spiders there. So it seemed that he'd been gathering these um, by ordering them on the internet. And spiders are very small and obviously light and easy to post. So he'd been buying these things and, 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 and um, collecting them. And then he decided that he didn't want them anymore, so he just left. So somebody else was left to tidy up the complications. And how um, do spiders sort of get on together when they have a big colony of spiders? Well, I, I, I'm not sure if they're all living in one place or whether they're in separate little tanks or or, or, or how he had them. I don't know. But generally, like any animal, um, spiders wouldn't necessarily get on well together. They, they might even attack each other. I don't know. It depends on the spider and it depends on the environment they're in. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be big on spiders as pets. They're not exactly the most cuddly creatures. Um, and they, they can be dangerous not only because of their bites, but also um, some s- spiders have got, um, some especially have got little, um, uh, they've got kind of uh, very fine fur on them. So if you touch them, you get these little fine hairs on your fingers. And if you then rub your fingers in your eye, you can end up damaging your eyes. So, you know, you're meant to handle those spiders wearing um, gloves of some kind. So I just think that in general, they're, they're more of a speciality than a, than, than a, than a pet for people to keep for, a, for, for just for a bit of fun. Um, and um, of course, the concern would be that species like these might go wild in Ireland. You might end up with a, uh, you know, a, a, a poisonous creature living. Um, so they were imported. Free. Yeah. They're imported, yeah. But in fact, the Irish climate is so chilly in the winter that spiders wouldn't survive. These exotic spiders from tropics wouldn't survive. So I don't think that's a real risk. Um, some people are, are, are using this episode to say, well, listen, it's mad that Ireland doesn't have laws against it. Um, for example, in the UK, there, there are um, specific, there's specific legislation that governs um, what animals you're allowed to keep. So you're not allowed to keep uh, certain wild animals that could be dangerous. In, in this country, there isn't legislation, so you could, you know, in theory, go and buy yourself a tiger or, or something and keep it in your back garden, in theory. Um, uh, whereas in the UK, there'd be legislation that would specifically prevent that. Now, ha- having said that the that law is missing, what we do have in this country now is a law, the new Animal Health and Welfare um, Act. And what that um, states is that you have to be able to look after animals in such a way as to look after their um, their welfare in the correct way. And that includes, you know, offering, offering them the right opportunities to, to behave in certain ways um, that are in keeping with their natural um, requirements. So, obviously, if you have a tiger, you're not going to be able to do that. Um, 
In fact, the only animals that you will be able to keep as pets are those that have been domesticated over over a long period, so that you are able to provide for their needs in um, in a very simple way. So I think that um, you know that although there is no specific law against keeping dangerous wild animals, um, that animal health and welfare bill, you know, it will enable the authorities to take action if people do keep inappropriate okay. pets. It's Pete the Vet is here. If you have any questions, let us know. Here's one, Pete. Uh, could you ask Pete, my cat has been tired and sleeping a lot over the last uh, three days, I think it is, rather than eight. Um, my eyesight is not great. Uh, only eating a little bit of food, moving very slowly and licking her lips all the time. Stomach upset? Or? Well, cats don't tend to suffer from stomach upsets like that. Um, the more common reason for that sort of behaviour would be that the cat would have a high temperature of some of some kind. Um, there's a, a, um, a syndrome known as a um, PUO, which is um, pyrexia of unknown origin, and what that means is that cats get a high temperature and it makes them very unwell, and it, it can be quite difficult to track down the cause. But there are also um, common and treatable causes of cats with high temperatures, such as bacterial infections and also viral infections. So any cat that has signs such as you described, I'd strongly suggest they take that to the vet, because um, the vet would examine the cat, take the temperature, work out if that's the problem, and if the problem is a high temperature, then they can give the appropriate treatment. Otherwise, it may well get worse, and, you know, that's what really? And after three days, should you wait for five days? Or? No, I'd, look, if, if a cat stops eating and becomes dull um, for two days, I'd be saying you really need to go to the vet. If it was a mild passing um, minor issue of some kind, after 24 hours it catch you back to themselves. So really two days would be the maximum I would say to wait. So definitely that animal should go to the vet. Okay, and let's uh, squeeze in one more here, Pete. A question for Pete. Um, what could I put on the handle of a door to stop a large dog from eating and pulling out of it, wanting into the house all the time? <laughs> um, well, That's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sympathise with your problem, uh, but just to see the dog very well, clever. Yeah? I know a lot of people who've replaced their lever doors with you know, semi-spherical doors, doorknobs, circular ones, so the dog can't actually open them. I'm not sure that's the case here, because um, dogs are very good at learning how to open doors with the lever. You know, they just put that put their weight on the handle and pull it down, and the door opens for them. Whereas they haven't worked out how to grip a circular door and twist it. They can't do that generally. Um, if it sounds like this dog is, it's more that it's just sort of biting the handle rather than necessarily opening the door. What you can get is um, bitter tasting sprays, spray onto objects, so it makes them taste yucky, so, so dogs don't want to do it anymore. But I would suggest the other thing is to give the dog something constructive to do that you don't mind the dog doing. Um, there may well be some degree of boredom involved. The dog, why does the dog want to keep on going through that door. There must be some reason for that. So if we address that reason, and the first thing is give the dog heaps of exercise, so an hour twice a day, some dogs need to, to make them feel that they've burnt up sufficient energy. And the other thing you can do is offer them um, food-stuffed toys. So you get, there's a, there's a red rubber toy called a Kong with a hollow centre. What you do is you fill the Kong with soft food, like it could be soaked dried nuts or it could be um, just tin food, and then you put the food-stuffed Kong into the deep freeze, and when it's frozen then, you give it to your pet, and it will take them up to an hour or so to chew it to get out all the food, and that keeps them occupied, and they like that a lot. Okay. So that's the kind of thing you should try to do. Very good. Thanks for dropping in, Pete. You can hear this broadcast again on Pete's website, which is petethevet.com. Pete Weatherburn, our vet from Brave Vet Old Connor.